0: welcome everyone to a new episode of the transcript podcast this will be our last one of the year you've got me scott chrysalof i'm editor of the transcript along with eric mokai who's our lead author we sent out a new issue of the transcript newsletter yesterday and it was our usual end of year tradition where we took quotes from each week and told the story of the year throughout the year through those quotes it's always a fun thing to put together and watch the way that a year unfolds you know a year is long enough that you can't really remember the way it started but short enough that it feels like it just started yesterday so the end of the year is always one of the favorite times for me personally and what i saw when i was putting things together yesterday was the biggest thing was it's hard to believe that we weren't vaccinated at the beginning of the year most of us weren't at least and so the economies around the world were mostly still closed and the story of the year was vaccine and as people got vaccinated economies around the world reopening and really punctuated by the, the consumer euphoria that was felt during the summer of people getting out of lockdown, reconnecting with friends and family, gathering for the first time in a very long time. That was the primary story of the year. And then the second sto- secondary story being about the impacts that that had on the supply chain, inflation, and the Fed's response.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating to go through the year because it doesn't feel like the president was inaugurated early this year. You know, like it feels like it's such a long time ago. Uh, the midterm elections are next year and time flies by so fast uh, when you are not uh, paying attention. I think this was a really nice way to go back to the beginning of the year to see uh, what was going on. So one thing that I noted is a, a little bit of the tension between what the Fed says and what the companies say. So I could see from the beginning, from as early as February and March, there are companies, which were already saying that, inflation is a higher, and the Fed was at, at the same time saying like, hey, there is no inflation, inflation is transitory. And that tension uh, went on until the end of the it. it feels like and the transcript could be a better source for information for <laughs> the Fed than whatever it is the Fed is relying upon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Fed was just totally behind the curve this year on the inflationary impacts. And to your point, in February, we were picking up concerns about inflation and the minute that the fed started calling it transitory we had quotes from many companies basically saying this is not transitory this is going to be lasting throughout this year and into next year mostly driven by the supply chain stuff and then even i mean it was like every week we would find quotes about the inflation impacts of being broad based it being severe and uh sure enough by the end of this year we're seeing the worst inflation since the 1980s you know and the fed still is is pretty slow to react.
1: Definitely. No, But I mean, at the end of the year now, they are doing a little bit of tapering and then going into next year, there is a chance they they might raise raise rates and the Bank of England already started last week also by uh, suddenly surprising the markets by raising rates by a small percentage but still significant in the sense that they're sending a message that they may actually be, there may be in the next year at least more rate rises.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, If you just look at where we would be with this inflation rate and this unemployment rate in decades past we'd probably be in the six to eight percent interest rate zone already and we're at zero so you know there's a lot of room to to go if the fed is actually going to have to fight inflation next year it could be pretty damaging to the economy or pretty damaging to capital markets because certainly no one is expecting five percent plus interest rates but yeah, that's yeah. probably not going to happen next year. More likely is like a continuation of higher inflation, if that's the case.
1: Yeah, something that I also noticed is that from as early as February, we're also picking that there are bottlenecks in the supply chain. And I think that's the same thing that I think all we are uh, tying it to what we talked about with the Fed, it seems that transparency is also a really good source for such kind of information because very early the companies are saying the supply chains is constrained. companies can't get enough inventory and that was at the beginning of the year and at the same time they're also saying there was a lot of stimulus in the system and a lot of excess demand so that means that it was setting up for what we saw in the summer and in the fall a lot of companies struggling to meet the demand that is out there and i think we've ended the year with a few companies very few but notably saying that hey there could be some slight easing of the supply chains and i think that's set up nicely for next year. Uh, I don't know how it's going to look like, but I, I think from what we've read in the transcript, a lot of companies are saying, hey, it will take a while because the situation has been pretty tough. And I think that we'll keep going following as we head into the first half of next year also.
0: I would say. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think all of those things are true and they're going to continue at least for a little bit into next year. I do want to hit again, though, that like It's easy to focus on some of the challenges that the economy was facing from an inflationary and supply chain perspective. And we should make sure we're always focused on just how strong the consumer was in 2021, that that was the driver of all of these challenges was a demand side push from the consumer, which, you know, there was this, again, euphoria for the reopening. Plus, just so much liquidity pumped into capital markets, put directly into consumers' pockets through stimulus checks that consumers were in such good financial position for the first time in a very long time, and consumers were spending heavily in 2021. And a lot of that stimulus is coming up, so it's going to be interesting to see if the consumer can maintain that pace in 2022. That will be the biggest question for 2022.
1: Yeah, I agree on that. And also, I think to end the year, I think in the last two months, we also picked a lot of quotes and I also still uh, emphasize the issues to do with the consumer being strong headed into the new year. That's, that's a really good setup for next year. And it's good to remember, as you say, like this year has been all about the consumer. The consumer has a, has a lot of money. The consumer is, wants to spend and the consumer really wants goods as soon as possible. And that's what's pushing up some of these uh, issues in the supply chains. So I think we shouldn't forget that. But also something else that we should not forget. So this year, it is the year when uh, Web3 became uh, uh, the talk of town, Metaverse now. Facebook has changed its name to Meta. And then we also have uh, Square, now it's called Block. Uh, so I think this has been the year when Web3 and Metaverse has become like common lingo now in the financial circles. This is the year, a game of Wall Street bets, uh, once again. I think this is actually, it's all happened within one year. It feels like a lot. Uh, but all this has happened this year. That's when AMC has become a crypto company and all. I don't know, like it's, it's such a crazy year just been in the markets. Um, and it was really good to go through all these quotes to get a feel of how we started early day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were certainly speculative manios throughout the year. The meme stocks were probably the craziest with GameStop and AMC. And then the entire crypto boom has been something to watch. And we wrote in one of the newsletters, it's the most exciting thing going on in financial services right now is crypto. Uh, And I still feel that way as we're exiting the year. So one other thing I think we should note note before we sign off for the year is this was a huge year for the transcript too. I was reading back through our, our posts and we launched the podcast this year. This was our first year ever doing a podcast and I think what we've done 40 episodes now, <laughs>
1: 44.
0: Yeah, so it's been great being able to get together and talk uh, each week across across the world, halfway across the world, and talk about the global economy. That's been great. And then also we moved to, to Substack this year. So this was the first year that we were on Substack and it's been a really time to be on, on Substack. So I think it's really appropriate that we finish the year by thanking all of our listeners, our readers, especially our subscribers, uh, who are supporting our work, and we really are, are grateful for all of you, and really also grateful for the work. I think Eric and I really learned a lot doing this, so it's fun to just be able to share it with people. Any thoughts there?
1: I agree with you. It's been uh, it's. Uh, I, I, I should say the first time I sent out the email that we are on Substack now, I was super afraid because we didn't have any paid subscriber right there and then. But I think an hour or two later, uh, I was still very tense because I was like, did we make the right decisions in terms of moving to Substack? But I think this last seven months have been a strong validation that we're really doing a good job. And especially when you see the scale at which we've been able like, to operate and have a lot more people on our paid, which is allowing us to get more resources to make the product better. I'm also very excited for 2022 because then we have a really good base to build up on for this year and I think it's a good time to say thank you so much for the people who have worked with us. We do welcome feedback all the time and tell us how we can make this better and how we can keep enhancing this so it can be the best product that you always look forward to to read every Monday morning.
0: Well, Merry Christmas to everyone and Happy New Year and hope everyone has a good holiday and we will be back in the new year with more of the transcript following the economy through quotes from CEOs and other leaders around the world. Thanks everyone. Thank you.